Welcome to the Nick Fong Podcast. As the broker and owner of Ronaval Real Estate, Nick has spent nearly 20 years in Baja, California, sir. And in this podcast, he'll be talking everything Baja, from food and culture to real estate and property management. And now, here's your host, Nick Fong. All right, welcome back to the podcast. And today's podcast is going to be talking about the first quarter 2022 market in Baja California Sur. And I thought I'd bring two very important people in the company, our sales manager and second in command, Greg Willis and Sergio Benitez, our operations manager. So he's the one that produces these wonderful reports every week for us in management and I thought it would be great to let you guys in on what has happened over the last three months and um, pretty surprising, huh Greg? It's been amazing. This year has uh, exceeded our expectations uh, much more than last year even, which was a phenomenal year in Los Cabos, the history of real estate and there's no end in sight yet. It's still going very, very strong. The market's been incredible. And uh, we're really looking forward to the rest of 2022. Yeah, so I get the weekly reports and I look at it real quickly. But Sergio, you're the one that's really digging in deep and generating these reports. How are you seeing the market? Well, I totally agree with Greg. It's been it's been a roller coaster and it's non-stopping. Every week, every month, it's just more sales, unfortunately, less inventory. So that's the downside. It's definitely a seller's market, <laughs> but there's no end in sight. So <laughs> it's a great market. And to invest in Baja California Sur is the best time to do it. You know, when we say seller's market, buyer's market, or a neutral market, it was um, the National Association of Realtors uh, did um, had defined what is, at least in the United States, what is uh, a seller's market. And you guys might find this interesting that, and for all of you viewers, a seller's market as defined by the National Association of Realtors is when there's less than six months of inventory. And what I find very interesting is applying that metric to our market. So great. I mean, we're not in the United States, clearly not, but we have a lot of Americans and Canadians. What would you think would be the defining number of months of inventory for seller's market? Well, for a seller's market right now, it's uh, would be, I'd say, less than five months mm -hmm. of inventory. Right now, we're far below that. In fact, the uh, amount of inventory that we have available on the market right now has dramatically decreased in just the last uh, six months to a year. Um, it peaked in homes in October of 2020, and then in January of 2021, the amount of condos on the market and the inventory uh, reached its peak. And since then, it looks like the backside of a mountain. <laughs> it's really dramatically gone down. And of course, that increases you know, the activity on the homes that are available. And for the first time in Cabo history, we're getting multiple offers uh, mm -hmm. the day after the day of mm -hmm. that uh, um, uh, property goes on the market, which is unprecedented here in our market and uh, pretty interesting to watch for all of us and exciting. Well, and it creates for real estate professionals, um, at least here in the Baja, uh, ringing phone, um, it creates a situation where we need to 
as real estate professionals figure out what, how do we handle those situations? When I'm listing a property and I get five offers like Lilia got just last week, how do you handle that? Well, we've been retraining all of our agents how to handle those situations because, of course, they've never been exposed to it before. Right. Um, usually a house is on the market or properties on the market for up to a year. Um, and now with all the increased pressure on uh, sales. Could hide that, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with all the increased pressure on the inventory and having to, you know, if you're a listing agent, respond to multiple offers, or if you're a selling agent, you know, be part of making multiple offers on a property. Uh, different techniques uh, are needed. It's like playing a poker game, and you have to play your best hand first. Um, you can't make offers under, you know, the asking price in most cases, and and many of the homes are being sold way above selling price. So, so as a listing agent whether you're in Ronival or not, what, what, what advice would you give to uh, the listing agents out there if you receive multiple offers? What's the big mistake you want to avoid? Well, the biggest mistake, and it's an MLS rule too, that if you have multiple offers, you can only respond to one at one time. Um, you have to let it play out if you're the seller. If you respond to that offer, you have to wait till it plays out and you can't make a counter offer to any other client until it has. And that's one of the biggest mistakes we see is that we'll get uh, different brokers or their agents making multiple counter offers at one time, or at least two. And then you all of a sudden have two buyers that have... That never happens, does it? Uh, um, yes, it does happen. <laughs> In fact, we're going through <laughs> if it that. Didn't, if it didn't happen, I probably wouldn't have a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's something we're going through right now, yeah, actually. We're one actually of our, yeah. Two of our buyer agents yeah. are, um, had independent different clients and yes. they bid it on an outside agency's listing Yes, and it creates a big problem when that listing agent submits counter offers at the same time yeah. to two separate buyers. Yeah. There's only one property. You can only sell it once at one time, not twice. Yeah. They're hard to unravel. They become a legal situation sometimes. Hopefully we we're able to resolve it most of the time, but it is a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pretty much we're, we've been training an ongoing training with all our agents not to do that, to be aware of that happening. If it's on the seller side, to be very, very careful in how they respond and get involved in the, in the sales so that they don't get themselves or their clients, most importantly, into a precarious position. You know, and I think, you know, Sergio, that's what I am looking at the change and the evolution of the market. And as fast as the market is moving and it could be moving upwards or downwards, right? Correct. That the real estate professionals are really on the front line in terms of educating the buyers, the sellers of how to behave in that market. And so let's get down to the numbers. Um, Something yeah. that Greg mentioned about uh, listing price, it's, you can see the numbers, for example, first quarter of 2021, Mm -hmm. The average sales price was 9% below the list price. Okay. So first quarter 2022, it's only 6% below list price. Now that's the whole MLS. Right. For us, it was 3% last year, 2021, and it's only 1% 2022 so below list price. So Ball listings, is that what you're talking about? Yes. So we're selling 99% of list price. Currently. That is correct. And as a market, it's 94%. Yes. 
That is correct. Okay, so it's definitely tightening a lot. And if you're a Rooney Ball seller, congratulations, you're getting 5% more than the market on average. But um, in regards to, I thought you were actually gonna talk about the average price of units first quarter 2021 compared to 2022. Do we have those numbers? Well, the average price 2021, it was $465,000 okay. for 2021 quarter one. Okay. The average price for 2021, 2022, sorry, it's $595,000. That's for the market or for Ronnie Ball? That's for Ronnie Ball. For Ronnie Ball. Do we have the market averages? While he's getting that, um, what, let's talk about, Greg, you want to add on top of that? Yeah, one thing that we're also having to educate are the buyers. Because, of course, as the average price has gone up, the amount of discount you might get off asking price has kind of evaporated and people right. are paying overpriced. It's difficult for a lot of the clients who've been here previously and are coming from the U.S. market. They have a perception that in Mexico, they're going to get it cheaper or be able to offer way less. And we have to kind of re-educate them. And that requires also a lot of training with our agents to understand mm -hmm. how to approach that, you know, psychology to make them understand that the market is what it is now. And we have to do that a lot with the statistics we're talking about and just generally talking about the velocity of the market. And most people that return here can see what's happening in Cabo. It's like it's exploded in growth, high end growth, mid level growth, everything across the board and developments and construction everywhere. It's incredible. And uh, for somebody who's been here four years like I have, it's even more amazing. And it's going even faster, which is great for real estate. So if you're a buyer entering into the market, um, number one, work with a licensed real estate agent because that's what they do right. day in and day out. So they're, they're fingers on the pulse. Mm -hmm. But if someone is not working with a real estate agent yet, what, would you, what are some of the expectations would you set for a buyer? entering into a market if they're not working for with they're, they're not working with an agent yet yeah. so that they yeah. have a good set uh, a base of understanding well i think the most important thing is they understand that you need to have an agent with the experience in the marketplace here and the local knowledge and back behind the best brokers because all the infrastructure that the brokers have and support they give it to their agents really matters because mm -hmm. that trickles down directly to what the uh, buyer sees and experiences and all that information and knowledge that we constantly disseminate to our agents and training that we do which is uh, very often quite frequent is important to those buyers to understand the process of buying how much they should offer the value that they're getting and the inventory uh, appreciation possibilities in the area they're buying because in the end, that's what matters most to a lot of buyers. They want to buy something they know is going to appreciate in value. It's going to be in a great location. A lot of them want to do Airbnb and other things. And that's one thing our, our agents are experts at is finding the right property in the right area to fit that client. So buyer expectations, they should definitely understand that there's limited inventory. Mm -hmm. So right. if they happen to find a property online or they tour a property and it is available, they probably shouldn't deliberate too long. No, you know, the the waiting is what will kill their chances of getting that property. And we, what we tell most of our clients is that, you know, if you find a property you like, and it's definitely, you know, the right place, right 
everything for them, they should make their best offer at the beginning. Because chances are, if that property is like that, it's the you know best location, there's going to be multiple offers on that property. And a lot of times the bidding will stop in the first round. They'll get the first uh, uh, offer over asking price, maybe a couple or three, and they're going to accept the best one. The one with the least contingencies, mm -hmm. which is important too for your agent and your our agents understand you have to streamline the contingencies in this market. You can't have, you know, a month or so worth of contingencies or even two weeks in a lot of cases it has to be a very short time period before you uh, actually uh, make your initial deposit and get going with the closing of it. So that's a really important mm -hmm. factor in uh, what we do and important for the buyer to understand. Do you have the numbers? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, 2022, the average sold price in the whole MLS was, is quarter one, $525,000. And 2021 was higher, $612,000. So it's come down. It's come down the average. The average unit sales. Here's my interpretation of that because definitely it's not the number of units. Um, a lot of the sales that have been happening and we see it in our business mm -hmm. is in areas that are more developing because in Los Cabos, the corridor, there's not as much inventory. So right. people are looking in the peripheral. Right. So on the Pacific, in the East Cape, and typically the price is lower in those areas. That is correct. East Cape, actually, it's booming. It's the, it has the high, after Cabo and San Jose, uh -huh. it has the higher number of transactions wow. in the whole of Baja. Escape is, and there's a lot of land there. Yeah. That's why probably the, the average, average went down. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Very little inventory, and that means we're going to see a lot more development as people come in and fill that need with new construction, new homes, new condos. So that needs to be a realistic option for a lot of buyers in the market is that new construction. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot more pressure developing now on lot inventory. And, you know, there's not a lot of lots available left, but there still are some. Mm -hmm. And most of those are going to get sold this year. People are going to, they are going to be looking at building their own homes due to the lack of existing inventory. And the fact that most sellers or most buyers who bought properties in the last two years since the pandemic aren't reselling their homes. They don't even care about the appreciation so much. It's more, they want to be here. That's right. This is something more permanent for them. And we've seen that in the massive number of people that have come down from the States now to buy either their second home or their primary home and move here as we get more baby boomers moving down and a lot of other reasons are coming. But it's, uh, it's interesting to watch what's mm -hmm. happening. Pretty amazing. Hey, thanks for being a part of the Nick Fong podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest updates. And if you're watching this on our social channels, please like and share. And if you want to be featured or you want me to talk on a certain topic, food, activities, culture, real estate in the Baja, drop a comment. So this is the whole point. This was a market kind of update for first quarter. So, so that we don't forget to report the numbers. Sergio, what did 2022 look like in terms of number of units, uh, you told us the average sales price. How many units did go under contract? How many closed? For us, we had 340, 370 units. 320. Oh, 
correct. Oh, for us as a company, we for have 320 units closed and pending. First that is quarter. correct. And like 100, what was that? 150 million. 150 yeah. million. So, Ronival, we did amazing numbers 150 million closed and pending, first quarter, over 300 units. But do you need a little bit more time to come up with the whole market? No, I got to hear the whole market. Okay. It was 330 million dollars. 330 million. Okay. So that might be a little misleading. We are not a third of the market or half of the market. When we report our numbers, it's transaction side. So when there's 300 something million. 20 million. 330. uh, But 330. That's closed or pending? That's closed. Okay. How much in pending? I see pending. Pending, we have 795 million. Oh, okay. So 800 million plus another 300 million. So $1.1 million of real estate closed and pending in the first quarter. And so we accounted for like 15% of that. Okay, that's correct. cool. So that's the number of unit, uh, the volume closed and pending, $1.1 billion. billion. And the number of units is over 1,700. 1700. So over 1,700 units closed and went pending in the first Quarterly. quarter. And we did 300? 370. Okay. What quick quick math? What is that? What? Less than 20%. Less than 20%. You're the mathematician. No. No, it's like 15 <laughs> to 20%, something like that. So um, crazy. How does that compare to 2021? Well, I got here 2021. And again, it was a higher number, quarter one. Now I got the whole. Here, give me one second. Okay, I have the numbers. Um, he's oh, slow. Yeah. I, 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 I'm much faster than him. Closed and pending. You got more experience. <laughs> Closed and pending last year, we had over 1,200 1, units and uh, $760 million. So in terms of the number of units, when you compare 1,200 to 1,700, I mean, that's a 50% increase in number of units. And then also by sales volume, it's about 50%. So... It's no mistake that, remember, when we were looking at Roni Ball numbers, I said we're about 50% above 2021, and that's what the market's doing. Is this sustainable? I mean, that's the the natural question that people are going to ask. Is this sustainable second quarter, third, and fourth quarter? Well, one good thing about Cabo is even if you have a good quarter and maybe a good second quarter and it dies down a little bit, Cabo always recovers faster from any slumps in the market because of the location. It's just this natural thing that Cabo has going for it because of its location. It's on the tip of the peninsula, best activities, best amenities, best of everything. And people love that. And it's become the new Mecca for people buying real estate out of the United States and Canada who want to be in that kind of place. There is no other place like it. And the more people that come down here and they see their friends buy and Everybody, it, it creates this uh, herd mentality. <laughs> I've got to get a, you know, a place in Cabo. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO, exactly. And that's what drives our market through you know, the highs and lows of the economic situations, whatever they can be. Because real estate and the markets, the economy always fluctuates. But uh, when you look at Cabo over you know, the last 40 or 30 years, it's always done that. It's always been the best market in Mexico. Um, people know that, you know, despite any downturns, uh, it recovers and their property just keeps going up. It's always a continual 
upswing yeah. in the in the stats, which is you can't ask for much more than that if you're buying real estate. There's also more people investing from Mexico too, like That's from true, the big yeah. cities, Guadalajara, yeah. Monterrey, Mexico City. People from Sinaloa, they're coming to invest, which it was a small percentage in the past, but now it's been increasing a lot. Yeah, it has increased dramatically. Yeah, we've seen that. And developers too. A lot of developers coming over developers. here from the mainland. Um, and we're the only company in town that has our own development department. And we help them understand the market, get mm -hmm. going, and build some of the highest quality developments that are available here, which is really important for the market. You know, so one of the things um, that is a big part of your experience is resource sales. Mm -hmm. And what I've been seeing in the last six months is an emergence of, once again, kind of like this fractional ownership, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Picasso's, you know, yeah. um, billion dollar plus valuation company yeah. um, and all smaller companies yeah. like that. How do you see that? Trend-wise, well, our for a lot of people, obviously, Cabo is becoming it is already the place to be, have a property, and people that come down to enjoy it, they want to be in the nicest place they can. Not all of them can afford a five or six million dollar house or two or three million dollar house. Or so I'll, I'll, I'll interject: yeah. they can afford it, but they realize they're not going to use it that yeah, much. That's true. That right point. usage is yeah. you know a month, two months max. Yeah. So that crowd of people, that bracket of people. Um, is going to create a market here for more of that, you know, with fractional uh, being available in all the best areas. You know, if somebody can come in and buy one eighth fraction of a home or a quarter or whatever the fraction is, and the conditions are right, and it's a great location. It's hard to beat. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to beat. So yeah. we're going to, we're definitely going to see a lot more of that this year and going into the next few years. And also about that, there's a lot of companies now, big, big equity firms, mm -hmm. buying properties and uh, with different buyers, mm -hmm. and they put it to vacation rentals. So yeah. they, they buy big six, $8 million homes, yeah. and they put it up for vacation rental. Yeah. And, and the seller is even part of that uh, whole deal. Yeah. So he's selling, but he's still getting a return on, on his home. Yeah. Right. Very, very interesting. Um, any other trends that we should be aware or our viewers should be aware of um, over the next nine months? Well, if I would say if you're looking for a property in Cabo, you definitely don't want to miss out on what inventory there is right now. If you find something, don't hesitate. <laughs> the condominium market is increasing in inventory almost faster than the, the residential. In fact, it is faster than the residential right now. So there's a lot of great condominium uh, options out there on the Pacific side, East Cape mm -hmm. side, as well as, as Los Cabos. So we're going to see that trend increase. And, and I'll, I'll say to that, um, if you're a developer out there, everyone's focusing on condominiums. And I, and I get it. You yeah. get more bang for your buck. But the developer that can really look at the inventory where the houses mm -hmm. that are available for purchase is so slim if you can figure out a value proposition to the market for single family homes, I think you win. I think that's the next phase of construction and, you know, the cat's out of the bag. I just announced it. Yeah. Well, when you see that increase in demand, that high of an increase in demand and the inventory has fallen off in residential so much, it's got to happen, yeah. <laughs> right? It's got to happen. And yes, the people who get involved in that uh, now would be the best time, of course. 
are going to do very, very well because of that lack of, you know, available good choices and homes. And I, we already see it in land sales. Land sales yeah. have increased substantially along with condos and houses. And the reason why is people aren't finding houses to fit their needs. So they're just buying lots. But if you're a developer and you could buy a big tract of land and you can develop single family homes, mm -hmm. I think that's a winning formula. And that's just not just a hunch. I mean, yeah. this is no, we're already yeah, we're already seeing that the number of sales on lots increase uh, a lot. And I would say by the end of this year, most of the good ones will be gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, well, it just won't exist. The compensatory lot, five yeah. offers, yeah, crazy. Five offers in one day, and it went, I think, twenty percent over the list price. Yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah, just about. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sergio, any? Other points? No, it's just like Rex say. It if you see something you like, buy it. Don't hesitate. Yeah, and I, I really think that pre-construction or in-construction, if you find the right location, the right amenities, and you can really see the vision of the project, mm -hmm. there's a lot of money to be made on built-in equity during the construction, mm -hmm. and you could be depending on the timing of it, you could be buying at. 2022 prices and build in that 20, 30% appreciation each year by the time it gets delivered to you. Yeah, that's an important factor because all the new developments coming on the market, which we're a large part of, which are vetted and, you know, all we know they're a good development company. They've had the experience and everything that matters if they're building a pre-construction uh, development you're selling during that time period. That's the best time period to buy because you're going to get the best deal by far in pre-construction. And some of them have gone up, I mean, as much as 50% from the time of pre-construction to the time they're finished with the last sale. So there are some amazing opportunities out there and with very safe investments in the developments uh, that are out there that have been vetted and developments like we represent, mm -hmm. which is an important factor. And it's not just our developments, it's other developments yeah. out there also. Um, but what's really important is you, working with a licensed real estate agent that has the experience, that has the backing of a company that also has a lot of experience because there's a lot of pitfalls and secret um, landmines that people can walk on with developments. And we know of them that the HOA, fee, the HOA isn't set up. They don't have CCNRs. There's a loan on the project, so they can't deliver a clean title. Um, there's a number of different things that uh, development that's in construction that you don't know. You know, when it's when it's a finished development, you can request the CCNRs, you can request the meeting minutes from the HOA and uncover what are the issues. But when it's in construction, there's a lot you don't see. Yeah. And so if I can tell you guys out there that are watching, listening, Work with an agent, work with a company that has the insight to all that and definitely work with a, a licensed uh, real estate attorney um, that is uh, knowledgeable of the laws. Right? Yeah. It's important because we review all of the, the pre-construction uh, contracts, promise to trust or promise to purchase agreements that our buyers end up using to buy a development. And we do legal review with our uh, closing attorneys that we use. So that's a really important aspect of it because that's where most of the pitfalls mm -hmm. can be found when you're when you're dealing with developers. You have to make sure they're going to deliver according to the contract, and the contract is set up so that it favors the the buyer. 
and not just the self. Right. Guys, first quarter 2022, a record quarter, 50% better than last year. And it looks like it's not letting up. It's going to continue throughout the year. But in three months, we'll see you for second quarter. Of course. All right. Until then, bye for now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronaval Real Estate. And follow Nick on Instagram at NickFong underscore Ronaval. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at ronaval.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.